Hello, you little blackberries, and welcome to episode 80 of Hunger in Kentucky. I'm Sarah from Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats, and today I'm joined in Fort Lewis Studios by my blogging partner, Renee. It's good to be back. Yes, we're glad to have you back. Back here in the flesh. Yes. And we're also here with our producer, Carrie. Hello. Uh, what's going on? What's up? Long time no see for this group. To say, it seems like forever since, yeah. re- re- since we recorded an episode. <laughs> The words were not coming out of my mouth. My brain's still Harry's broken. Not ready to, to read today or talk or both. I don't know what she's. Been well, doing. I better be. I better get right. Yeah, you better be ready for this uh, thing we're doing later. But um, right? you'll hear about that in a little bit. But uh, yeah, I think it's been almost three weeks now since we've been in here. So yeah, a little break. Uh, I messed us up by going to the beach, but I don't regret it. Although you maybe shouldn't. maybe just a little bit because it did rain the whole time I was there. So maybe that was some sort of omen, like. Or punishment from the karma god. How dare you skip a podcast week? I'm going to punish you by giving you crappy weather at the beach. Yeah, but technically you didn't skip it because it got recorded and then it got mm-hmm. dropped when it was supposed to. That's true. So it did drop yeah. when it was supposed to. It really wasn't skipping. Yeah. True, true. Um, but it was still fun. I had a good time at the beach. I had one day on the beach. So it was fun. But I, you weren't at work. Exactly, so there's that. Exactly. Yeah. I was in a very nice condo. So... Uh, definitely hope we go back to that same condo because I really enjoyed it. But uh, and I didn't get sunburned for once. Thank you. I even had people tell me I look like I had a tan, and I was Whoa. like, "Wow, thank you." No one ever says that about me, but it's fine. Little gingers don't tan. We don't have souls, and we don't tan. But it's okay. Don't need no, to I'm tan. Fair, I'm fair skinned too. I burn and I don't tan. So I get, I get a lot of freckles, and they congeal into like. What appears to be a tan. But, but it's really, it's just, really just a big freckle. <laughs> mm-hmm. One big freckle. So I guess it's better than nothing. I don't know. But it was fun. Had a good time. I ate a lot of good food. I'll talk about that in a little bit too. Um, I was hoping to have better weather than we had here, but I don't think we did. I think it also rained here while I was gone too. So It did, but not much. Yeah. Oh, well. That was then. This is now. And yep. now we're living in the present. So, And we're going to have a good day. Um, glad to be back here with my friends, doing some podcasting, hanging out, eating some food. Mm-hmm. So, got lots of good snacks, lots of good events coming up, and even a new segment, as we alluded to just seconds ago. So, I think you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we got all that good stuff for you going on today. But first, if you work in the restaurant industry or you have a food blog or you do anything related to food, um, hit us up. We'd love to have you on the podcast. Uh, you can slide into our DMs on Twitter and Instagram at HungryKY, or you can shoot us an email. We're HungryKY at gmail.com. So we can also do video calls over the Skypes and over the messengers and the whatnots and the what have you, but not over the Zoom. <laughs> Finally vindicated, I feel like, with all the Zoom trash talk I've had. So, I agree. Yep. Yeah. That's how we feel about Zoom. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Yes, get out of here, Zoom. We don't like you. But, um, but you know, that, um, Renee got me a couple of gifts for my desk. So, I do appreciate them. And one of them has to do with Zoom. So, she got me, <laughs> well, she got me a little cardboard, like hard cardboard dumpster fire that you put together. And it's just a dumpster and it has a little fire, like flame uh, post it notes you stick in it. And then you can put pencils and stuff in it. So, that's been really fun. I've enjoyed that one. <laughs> and then uh, she also got me a mouse pad 
that's a bingo card, but it's for when you're on um, Zoom meetings. And uh, I've not hit bingo yet. I've had several meetings since I got it, but got real close the other day. Real, real. I was one square away. I was like, do it, do it, do it, do it. Say it, say it, say it. <laughs> and then they didn't say it. Has so. it made meetings a little bit more enjoyable? I mean, for me. Yeah. And then... um, What are I, you going to do when you get bingo? Are you going to yell bingo on the middle of me? <laughs> I'm going to have to turn the camera off and just feel like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but chances are somebody in my office will be on the same meeting and they'll start laughing and then we'll get in trouble. So I'll have to contain my excitement. But <laughs> I decided I needed to take pictures of it every time I get on there now and use it. So I'll try to remember that. But yeah. there's a good one coming up uh, tomorrow that I think might hit the spot. So. so have you ever tried, have you tried to steer any of these meetings to make you win the, the thing, you know what I'm saying? Because you could, you you know, you, you can steer people, you can prompt them to say the thing. Uh, I try not to talk in most of them. That's so, fair. But a lot of them just generate the drama on their own. And it's like, oh, oh, no, this is the meeting because this is where all the crazy stuff happens. So what are some choices on this thing? We'll see. There's uh, technical difficulties, uh, people talking over each other, or sorry, I was late because of, um, can everyone see my screen? <laughs> I hate that one so much. Like, <laughs> don't you think if we couldn't see your screen, we'd tell you? Um, what are some other good ones on there? Oh, children or pets in the background. Yeah. Um, someone has their background on blur, which I'm guilty of. I have to. I have to because people just freely come in and out of my office and you can see every single one of them. So I got a blur. But um, yeah, there's like a bunch of them on there. Okay. Those so. sound fun. It's, pretty, yeah. it's been pretty entertaining. I have a whole bunch of uh, paper clips. So I've been using those as the bingo. Little <laughs> and I feel like space. they also sound like there's like that happens the majority of the time. Oh, these yeah. meetings That you're going to get. So you don't really. No, as soon as I, I, like, yeah. I just happened to run into that while I was perusing the internet. And I was like, oh, my God, Sarah needs this so bad. <laughs> so you don't really have to steer the meeting. Right. It, it kind of just naturally progresses yes. on its I own. I mean, there's always technical difficulties. And there's always what should be on there is um like an extended greeting like awkward silences on there mm, that's what that mm-hmm. happens to us a lot we have to do the waltons every time we get is, on a meeting now good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning good morning is good morning, it is there morning. one where uh where somebody's on mute and they start talking yes. and they don't know they're on mute um <laughs> you're <happened>. on mute <laughs> or sorry i was muted uh-huh. yeah. or can you please mute yourself that yeah. one's on there's lots of mutes on there which normally, like like big group meetings, they're good about automatically muting everyone when you get in. So that one's a little bit of a moot point, but a mute point. Ah. <laughs> but, a, so, but it's been fun. I've really enjoyed it. Good. It makes me not pay attention. So, But it gives me something to do. Yes. I mean, I pay attention to anyone that's listening to this from work. I listen to every word you're all saying. And they're all important words and I enjoy them. And now she's, gonna get, now she's going to get bingo from all those in one words. Yes, you just got to look at the camera and move. You know, there's little. literally times that Sarah and I'll be talking and, and then she's just like, this place is burning down. It's burning down. And so whenever I seen that dumpster fire for her desk, I was like, she has to have this. This is like a must. Yeah, I yeah. have enjoyed it. I've had a lot of fun out of that. Or people will be like, is that a dumpster fire? <laughs> It is. And they're like, fun. <laughs> but I also have the little dog from that comic that this is fine. I have that uh, Funko Pop on my desk, too. So that was a, a purchase for when I first got that job. 
a congratulatory purchase to myself. So yes. since it's an eternal, this is fine moment, it seems like. So they're together, <laughs> living in harmony. <laughs> but, you know, tis, tis the life of working in healthcare and it keeps us all going. So yeah, could be worse. We couldn't have a job. So yes, there's that. But yes, thank you for that. You're I welcome. To bring that up. I appreciated it. So what have you guys been up to? Renee, you weren't here the last time. What have you been up to? Yes. So let's see. I have to, like when you were talking about how long it's been since we've seen each other, it kind of made me think back from what all I've been doing. Um, I actually drove to South Carolina to visit some family my two nieces, their birthdays are two weeks apart. So my sister-in-law was throwing like, one big birthday party for both of them. And so I went to South Carolina to help her with the party and kind of be there with them for that. And so that was, it was a quick prompty trip just for the weekend, taking off, coming straight back. But it was good to be able to spend time with them. And then uh, this past weekend, I went to the Polk Style Festival in Harlan. Oh, yeah, we talked about that on our last episode. Don't uh-huh. eat it raw, y'all. <laughs> oh, so I, did, I think I was calling it salad. It's poke salad. I'm salad. Sorry. Yeah. I'll duly note myself. Yeah. But as Harlan Countyans do pronounce it salad, even though it's salad, but you know we'll never hear anybody. The, they don't say salad? No. Because that sounds like the country thing to say. Yeah, like, everybody says salad. Huh. Or it sounds like salad. I saw it, it written yeah. out on something you shared, yeah. and I was like, oh my God, it really is salad. Cause, uh-huh. And actually, it was funny, because I was, at, like, right after we got done recording that episode, like, on that Friday, I was in the car, and Polk Salad Annie was on the radio, <laughs> and but it was salad, and I looked at the thing, because it was on the XM, it was like the 60s on 6 or whatever, and I was like, shouldn't it be salad? But it's, it's the song is Polk Salad. Hmm. Yeah. So. Someone yeah. with some... Some historian of poke salads should uh, write in and let us know. Well, hey, yeah. that, that, you know what? That could be a... Right, all right, yeah. write it down. Yeah. Write it down. Make a note. I'm just saying. Make a note. Make a note. Making one right now. So I got to see my friend, the Kudzu Killers. Uh, they they performed. They performed there, and I went I went down and, and stood there and uh, watched, I watched my friend Adam and his dad and uh, everybody like up there. Uh, they do they do a really good job, and then they actually got to open for Diamond Rio not too long ago. So they're they're doing pretty good. Um, nice. And then I done the poke salad five k the next morning, and came home. Uh, but before I came home, me and my dad, and my stepmom went to a local restaurant that's opened up since I left. It's called The Portal, and it's a pizza place that's in the old Bank of Harlan. Oh, I've heard of that. It is in the old Bank of Harlan, which is really weird. It's the first time I've been in there, because the last time I walked in that building, it was a bank. So when you walked in, you're expecting to see that, and then it's not that anymore. And it's just, it's it, it feels weird for the mm-hmm. first time you walk in. But the pizza was actually really good. It was better than I thought it would be. So... Um, I think they're opening one in London. I think that's what my mom told me. Yeah, that they're trying to franchise it, and there was one in Harlan. So mm-hmm. interesting, good to know. Mm-hmm. That's actually good. So. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was actually really good. And um, if I'm wrong about that, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? I, maybe I made that up, but I do remember hearing about that. Um, so, so I, I was able to do that, but I was trying to go. Um, to the new halls on the river where it had done renovations and had opened back up where it'd been 
closed down for so long because of the flooding. And the plan was to go last night. Well, apparently they're closed on Mondays, which I didn't realize it. We didn't actually realize it until we were getting ready to leave and we were putting it in the GPS and found out that it was closed. So that we ended up going to Rafferty's and said, which is not a local, but, um, but that was my plan. I was hoping to be able to talk about that, but that'll have to be for another time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's okay then. Something yep. else to talk about in the future. True. Um, well, when I was at the beach, I did eat a lot of food, um, mainly seafood. Not a lot of pill and eat shrimp around anymore. I don't know if there's some sort of, sort of a shrimp shortage. <laughs> If there's something wrong with the shrimp supply chain, um, I have no idea. But it wasn't on a whole lot of menus, which maybe that's not a big thing in Destin. I don't know. Whenever I've gone to like um, places in like North and South Carolina, it's you can't like swing a dead cat and hit like seven thousand pounds of pill and eat shrimp at a restaurant, but. Like they only had it on like two menus, maybe, and it was expensive. Y'all, food has gotten so expensive. It's ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. It was just me and my mom, and we probably spent $100 every night for dinner. Mm-hmm. And close to it for lunch, if we ate out at lunch. Like, it was wild. But um, I did have some pill and eat shrimp at one place. It was good, as it always is. Can't go wrong. Um, I had a lot of really good seafood. There was a Ruth's Chris in our um, resort, so we went there one night was my mom's favorite meal she said but it was good i've never actually been there so i haven't either i've been it's something i've been wanting to do is go go to yeah one. um they have one in louisville and then cincinnati i think there's always one in savannah whenever i go to savannah but i've not been to that one but it was good i mean it's no tony's but i think i'm just spoiled by tony's but it's the same concept yes. where it's it, it, it where it's, it's the, all the family like style sides family and, style yeah. sides and super super fancy dry aged steaks and um i think my mom had the crab cakes and they were huge and they looked really good and um she was like really wanting the lobster mac so we got lobster mac it was good too so but Fresh you're saying that you do like tony's better than that Yes. Wow. I mean, it, I mean, I wouldn't kick it out of bed or anything, right. but <laughs> but if I had to choose between the two Tonys, for sure. Well, and I feel like you know that that's kind of where they got that concept from because Ruth Ruth's Chris has been around since probably the eighties. I would have to look it up, but I guarantee you, it's been since the eighties yeah. that they've been around. They've been around a long time. I know that one in Louisville has been around forever, and it's in that like big it circular is. Yep. building, right? Yeah, yep. I've always seen it on the Waterson, but I've never like. I actually been there known how to get there i'm just like hey there's that weird looking building that has the ruth chris in it but yeah it was good i mean definitely if you get the chance to go to one for sure go it's like just a regular really fancy like steakhouse and they have all kinds of other stuff to eat too but um yeah it was really good um carrie and i went uh, to nick and norman's yes we uh, did on sunday so I could try it, and Carrie could retry it. We tried to go to Kismet. Yes, I wanted to go to Kismet at the Burl Arcade because I've been wanting to try it since it opened, and that's really far from my house, so I don't venture that way very often. And uh, it was closed, even though Google said it was open, but that's fine. I think they're probably. I wonder if they were closed because there was a big concert. There was a concert, yeah. Night, so I'm sure they're going to open up for that. But it's fine. I'll find it another time, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, we went to Nick and Norman's. Um, we talked about it a couple of episodes ago, I believe, mm-hmm. when it opened. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Carrie's already been there once. She she told us what she had in her, her opinion. She thought it was decent. Mm-hmm. Um, we got fried pickles as an app this time. They were like little tiny pickle spears. Like it's thin. like they had cut the middle out of the pickle and yeah. then fried it. <laughs> Seriously, like, you know, the strip that's on the spear, like the seed yeah, strip? Middle of the pickle. It's kind of the middle of the pickle. <laughs> middle of the pickle. Middle of the pickle. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> middle pickle. Yeah. Uh, just real quick to interject. Uh, apparently, Roos Chris Steakhouse was founded in New Orleans in 1965. Oh. So there so you it's go. it's like real old. Yeah. Um, wait a minute. It's, did Ruth get it from Chris? Is that the deal? Is that why it's Ruth's Chris? Hmm, I don't know. I've always heard that, but I don't, I mean, again, I'm no historian about oh, Ruth's Chris. I'm sorry. This says Chris Steakhouse was founded on February 27, 1927. And then they must have combined. And then Ruth Fertel was a divorced single mother who needed money to send her teenage sons to college. Then she purchased the restaurant in 1965. Yeah, and that's why she called it yeah. that because it's it's yeah. Chris's, but Ruth bought it, so right. it's Ruth's yeah. Chris. Yes, yeah. So yeah, there you go. That's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, that it was something like that. Although at first I think I had it backwards when I was talking to my mom about it. But either way, neither one of us noticed. It's fine. That that just want to interject that. So back to Nick and Norman's. Yes. So we had the the fried pickle spears that were the ends of the pickle they were good though i liked them. i had i dug them out yeah, they they had like a good. little beer yeah. batter on them or mm-hmm. something yeah they were good yeah they were good um i got the barbecue burger although i think it was good but it was big and maybe medium maybe it should be maybe i should have got a little bit more cooked because it was like i love medium steak and medium rare steak but i think you should probably have a burger a little bit more done a little so, bit since it's a ground up meat product yeah so i probably should have gone medium well on that but that's fine it was good um, it's just like super big, so I didn't yeah. eat it all, but it had like pork and onion ring and barbecue sauce on it. It was good. Pretty solid. They had those Sidewinder fries like they have at Palmer's. Very good. Okay. I enjoyed those. Uh, what'd you get? I can't remember. Just the, the bison burger this time. I went yes. with a different, a different animal that's not a cow, <laughs> but cow, cow adjacent, I guess, Exotic. right? It's a bison, a cow adjacent. Anyway, it redeemed itself. My burger was definitely juicier than the lamb burger was. Mm-hmm. But I, as I was talking to John about this, I don't think that the bartender, the first time I went there, asked me how I wanted my hamburger cooked. But this lady that was bartending this time did. She asked us. Yeah, right? the, bar, the two ladies at the mm-hmm. bar were dope. So yeah. shout out to them, yeah. whatever they're Seriously, and like I said, sit at the bar, man, and, yep. and, and and you know, or sit at a table. But I think the wait staff is probably adequate, also. But the two times I've been there, I've sat at the bar, and I thought the bartenders were fabulous. Yeah, they were really yeah. cool. Yeah, and then I had that one of their signature cocktails, which was yes, the, the the cucumber mint, the cucumber mule, mule. thing, or whatever it was. Mule. It was very umami. That's how I will describe it. It had a very umami flavor. It wasn't bad, but it was the, I think it was whatever they did with the ginger and the cucumber gave it this very kind of Asian umami flavor. That's kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah, I should have tried it, but I didn't. I, I, I offered. I know. But yeah, that's an interesting take on a mule. But yeah, I mean, was. overall pretty good. Yeah. I go back. Yeah, it's services. Like I said, service is fabulous. And they've got um, other stuff like they had a fried chicken sandwich I was kind of interested in. Mm-hmm. They got different kinds of burgers. They got a meatloaf that's supposed to be really good. Yeah. And the, the hot roast and a- stuff atmosphere like is cool. The restaurant's set up cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the music they were playing in there, I really dug that. Yeah. Yeah. And they've oh. got all kinds of good drinks and they do have the signature cocktails. They have a lot of local mm-hmm. beers on and top. And where is too. this located? 
it's on Main Street, so it's where the West Main Crafting Company used to be. It's right. It? Okay. It's right next to. It's right next to Twenty One C. Yes. Okay. I always get my landmarks confused if I'm not just standing in front of the building looking at it because I feel like everything's next to each other on Main. And we got to park on a street. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was a plus. On the street parking, I know. I was like, I don't care. I'll parallel park wherever, and then like seventeen spots opened up. So. It worked out, but I would have parallel parked if we had to. Yeah. I'd have done it. We could have done it. We would have been there. It would have been fun. So, yeah. Pretty good. Uh, just to remind me to get my burger there medium well. So, it works out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, yeah. It had a good flavor and everything. It's good. And then for those of you who remember back in the bowl game times, mm-hmm. um, when I said that my boss made a bet with me and my office mates that... uh. About the UK Iowa ball game, and if we won, he had to buy us all lunch, our entire leadership team. And then, um, just months went by and he never did. Well, we got it finally on Friday. Took us to the local taco, which is awesome. We like, we eat local taco all the time. I love it. The lunch basket is like the best deal on earth. Two tacos on the side, and it's like less than 10 bucks. Unless you get queso or something, which I do. Which makes it $11, but not bad. I mean, it's really good. Uh, they're opening one out here. Is it open yet? No. Um, according to what I've seen, they're looking for people to work it. So that's a big problem right now. I was going to say, when I drove by yesterday, yeah. there's still a coming soon sign on that. And I but, think they're still trying to get their liquor license, mm, too. But which, the building yeah. looks completely different than the TGI Fridays. They really done a huge renovation it looks good yeah so i don't know we'll see it i guess it'll open at some point yeah well hopefully it does because this side of town needs some local taco um it's hard to get to the one downtown just because it's on campus yep and And, parking sucks down there and see where we work on campus you just take the shuttle Ah. you order it normally this is what we normally you order it in your office and then you take the little the shuttle to good sam and it's right across the street from Good Sam. So you just get off the bus, go pick it up, and get back on the same bus because it's probably still sitting there. And then you just ride back. That's smart. To the other hospital. So, but yeah, we went there in there and ate and sat. And it's a really nice like indoor. It's got like a patio mm-hmm. and they got all these like garage doors and stuff open. But yeah, so um, yeah, definitely got to try that if you guys have never tried that before. So. Lots of good stuff going on. You guys got anything else going on before we move on? I haven't done anything in like three weeks worth of note. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I uh, did not move at all for several hours on Saturday. So since it had been a long time since I'd actually sat down in my house and not done anything. I was going to say you could have come and ran the heels of Harlan and done the 5K with me. I would have. That day Over Ivy Hill, if you're from that area, you're familiar, we had to go up. A really steep Ivy Hill, across Ivy Hill, back down the other end of it, and all the way back into back town. So, I mean, it was, I was not expecting that, but it happened. It's like the time me and my mom did a 5K in Levi Jackson. It was at the part where it goes straight up, uh-huh. like a vertical, like 90 degree <laughs> angle up a street that also curves, like has big S curves, and then goes back down, and you have to come back around. Yes, mm-hmm. so I feel your pain. Mm-hmm. That was a rough day afterward. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, but I'm glad you got to do it. Yeah, that Pretty. was fun. Alrighty. Well, now it's time. I've switched it up since we have some new stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So, 
uh, I put all our segments in a bag and I uh, shook them up and decided they have different orders now. So now it's time for America's favorite segment, Renee's Report. So, we've got, if you guys are big into plays, shows, Broadway shows, whatever, Hamilton is a big deal. A lot of people love Hamilton. It's going to be at the Kentucky Center of the Performing Arts in Louisville on Wednesday, June 15th and Thursday, June 16th. So if I'm not exactly sure if tickets are still available, but if you want to try to get them right now, I would probably look into that because that is a show that gets sold out pretty quickly. Also, which I know this is something that Sarah and Carrie both are not a huge fan of, but I love (laughs) uh, Boutique Week is coming up on June 20th through June 25th. I want to try to get out there and do the best I can for uh, for the podcast and hit up as many shops as I can and report back. Uh, also, the 24th annual Taste of Jasmine County is happening on Friday, June 17th at 6.30. It's going to be downtown. A bunch of restaurants are all being involved. So if you want to get out and try some uh, new food or you're looking for something kind of interesting to do, that would be a good thing to hit up. And then also in Jasmine County, um, they are having the Kentucky Wine and Vine Fest, which is going to be on June 18th. And of course, it's going to be local, all local vineyards that are supposed to be around in the state are going to be there and you get to sample stuff. There's going to be food. There's going to be bounce house for the kids concerts all kinds of stuff so that would be a great great place to be able to go and that's at their um their big park where they have all their uh events and stuff there so but you can you can look on line at kentucky wine kywinefest.com and it tells you all the information about ticket pricing admission um to be able to taste what you need to do in order to be able to taste all the wines and stuff. So there's actually a lot of interesting stuff going on this coming week. Sounds like it. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for those reports, Renee. You're welcome. <laughs> Back to me now. Uh, now it's time for America's second favorite segment. It's Everybody Tries. Everybody wants to try some food. We still got we. St- that was better on the yeah. low thing, but we yeah. It's really hard for me to get gotta, really low like that. I, I gotta, I gotta, gotta keep go remembering that, that octave, octave thing. Everybody wants to try some food. That's much better. I gotta uh, remember that octave last thing. Still, yeah, that's <laughs> right. But it still works. It worked. I'm just glad that we can harmonize. Yeah, a little bit and hit the same octave. There's a few so song. There's a few songs out there that I'm pretty good at harmonizing at. <laughs> This is the most important one for now. Sure. Yes. So this week we got two, I don't know, what you call them, gimmicky treats? Um, one for sure. One, two, well, I guess two two for sure and one is more of a, a limited edition. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Um, one And then one of them is local and one of them is not local. Yeah. Um, so I guess we can go ahead and start with our local offering since it's made here in Central Kentucky. Um this one's a, a new release from our, our friends over at, well, I guess Monty Renee's friends over at uh, L81 in Winchester, K. 
Carrie's not the biggest L eight one fan, but that's okay. A lot of people aren't, so no, yeah, I love just, it. I just never could get into it. Diet L eight is where it's at, personally. But um, they've come out with the new BlackBerry L eight one. It's a summer twenty twenty two exclusive. I always feel like Missy Elliott's getting ready to sing when I say like an exclusive <laughs> like that. Like, Missy Elliott one-time exclusive. <laughs> L.A. one-time exclusive. That'd be cool. I wish you'd do that. Um, but yeah, so they've had a lot of different flavor options. Well, not a lot. They've had a few they've come out with yep. here in the past few years. They've had an orange one that I like. They have a cherry one. Cherry one's my favorite by far. Um, yeah, so this is Blackberry. So... And normally I'm a huge Blackberry fan of anything that's Blackberry. So I was really excited to try this new one. Yeah, same. So we've tried it. Um, I'll let you guys go first. What do you think? Well, everybody that I had talked to about it or whatever said that it, you needed to drink it super cold. Mm-hmm. So, right. So the first time I had it, it really wasn't super cold. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, this tastes like L8, but I get some fruity, but it's still L8. So, I gave another go-around for this, and I had put this in the refrigerator yesterday, so it had been in there for, like, you know, over 24 hours. Uh, and it was cold, and I'm still like, yeah, this is L8 with fruit flavoring, and I'm just, it's not doing anything for me. Uh, the cherry one, I thought, the cherry one I thought tasted like cough syrup, because I distinctly remember that when we had the mm-hmm. cherry one on on this show, and I remember being like, oh, this is like cough syrup. This is less cough syrupy to me. This doesn't give me the cough syrup vibes or the purple drink vibes or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> but it's still L8 and I don't like L8. I just don't. I'm sorry. I've tried and it's just it's flat ginger ale to me and I'm just not a fan. I love my L8 one t-shirt because it's nice and soft and I like the color, but I'm not an actual fan of the beverage. It's hypocritical, but whatever. <laughs> Hey, uh, you know what? I'll take it. Renee, what do you think about it? Um, now, I did have a bottle at work, and I got a little medicine cup, and I was like, hey, I want to give everybody a little shot of the new L8, and I want to get everybody's opinion. So I went around, filled everybody's little shot glass up, and they took they took a drink, and their first thing that they said to me was, this tastes just like Delsum. To them, cough syrup. And so there was only, there was one person that said it tasted okay. And there's another person that said, I like it. But basically everyone said cough syrup. Um, I think, I mean, I'm with the one that says it's fine. I mean, I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I'm not going to go reach out for this one. I still like the cherry better. And as far as the cherry goes, if you drink that warm, straight cough syrup is what it tastes like. But if it's super cold... It's good, and but the first time that I had it was out of a fountain, and the L8 out of the fountain is just so much different than what you're going to get in the yeah. bottle. Um, and I know you're talking about foamy, like it's it gets super foamy, but um, but yeah, totally recommend. Now this might actually taste better out of a fountain, but I've not found anywhere that has it on tap. But um, gumbo, gumbo yeah, yeah, yeah. does yeah. do they? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, the one in Brandon. Well, it's the only one now, but it's in Brandon Crossing, but. They were one of the people that had it as like a pre grand, like pre release party, okay. and they had it on tap. That's where I always got the orange one too, because they only yeah. like exclusively had it at Gumbo Yaya. So wonderful. Um, well, if anybody gets a chance, or if anybody gets to try it there, please feel free to hit us up on any of our Hungry Kentucky or mm-hmm. um, Bluegrass Bourbon Eats platforms, because we would love to hear 
yeah. hear your opinion on that. But I think it tastes fine. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. And I've, I, but I've only drank it cold both times because I learned my lesson the last time with the, with the, with the cherry one. So yeah, um, I also agree with apparently the people at work. It tastes like yeah. cough syrup. Like it's a good thing you put it in a medicine cup because it tastes like straight <laughs> up medicine, and it tastes like robitussin to me. It even smells like mm-hmm. robitussin. Like, and I don't know. I mean. I like L.A. I mean, that diet L.A. is my jam. Like, I was in a bad way drinking that for quite a while. I've not had one in a long time, but um, that's my favorite one. So maybe I'm just used to, like, all the diet stuff, and this one's hit me a little bit weird. But, I mean, if I go to Gumbo Yaya sometime this summer, which I'm sure I will. It's been a while since I've been there. Uh, maybe I'll see if they got it on the fountain and try it there. Maybe it'll be better. I don't mm-hmm. know, but... I mean, I wouldn't get a bottle again. No. Yeah, because this says made with sugar. So it's definitely full sugar, full on sugar. And maybe, yeah, maybe that's what, if you're not used to that. Because you drink a lot of the zero, Coke zeros and and that kind of thing. Yeah, this is a straight up cough syrup. Like, I wish it was a purple drink. That'd be making it (laughs) way more better. But, you know, it is what it is. It's fine. Yeah, and I'm glad people out there are enjoying it. I'm just not necessarily one of them. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll just stick to Diadale. It comes in a tall boy can now. So oh, okay. Whenever I want to indulge, I can just get a big one and feel like I'm well, drinking I'm a big try, beer. I'm glad we did try it, though. Well, and shout out to the person who brought a bunch of this to work, and I didn't have to pay for it, so. <laughs> yeah, at least it was free. So, yeah. Thanks to that. It was totally free. Yeah. Yes. So, shout out to her. Well, we've got um, some other stuff that we're trying today, too. So, um, Renee's pharmacist was actually nice enough to uh, pick this up for us to try. So, Mm -hmm. thanks, Abby, for that. Yes. Um, So, it's the coveted Little Debbie ice cream. We've got uh, the Star Crunch flavor and the, let's see. Unicorn. Unicorn sparkling strawberry flavor. So, we've already been eating on that because, you know, it's ice cream and it melts. Sure. We had to act fast on that one. So, uh, Renee, what did you think about those flavors? Um, I've still got another bite of each left. I was trying to hold out um, until this segment just so I wouldn't forget. Um, The Star Crunch, I actually like it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I like the little crunchy pieces that are in there, but it's basically like a vanilla ice cream with like some chocolate swirl in there and a little chocolatey crunchy bits that are in there i think it's pretty tasty um the unicorn one it's not bad either i don't know that i would go for that one to me it kind of tasted like the frosted um little animal crackers is what they taste it kind of reminded me of that i thought it was fine but if i was going to choose between the two i do like the star crunch one better what do you think carrie yeah, they're both fine. Yeah, I mean, that Star Crunch was just, yeah, vanilla with chocolate-covered Rice Krispies in it, right? Kind of. Yeah. A little bit, and yeah, maybe chocolate swirl. Mm-hmm. The unicorn one reminded me of the Strawberry Crunch Bars. You know what I'm talking about? The old school ones that mm-hmm. you used to get in the cafeteria. You could get the chocolate or the strawberry one. Most people went for the strawberry one. Yeah. That's what I got off of it. And honestly, I think they both tasted like the strawberry and the chocolate one tasted like the chocolate one oh, to me, just okay. now tasting the little bits in it. And I was the one that went for the chocolate one. Okay. So the chocolate crunch stuff that didn't really taste like the Star Crunch, which, you know, is, I guess, 
bad because, I mean, I would imagine that's what they were going for. But also, not a huge fan of Star Crunch. I'm not either. My dad was way into them when I was younger. Like, we had two or three packs of them in the pantry at all times because he loved them. But they're too, uh, way too much caramel. Like, way too much. It's just like a big, giant, huge blob of caramel with some crispies on top and do you remember it they leave a coating in your mouth mm-hmm. it's like a waxy kind of coating that they leave in your mouth yeah yeah this ice cream at least didn't do that yeah i like the unicorn sparkling strawberry the actual like bars or whatever little debbie cakes but uh, the ice cream is fine they're both fine i like the chocolate one better but I like chocolate better than I do strawberry anyway, so that's just me. Yeah, I thought they were both fine. Um, I probably wouldn't actively seek them out, like if I was shopping for ice cream, because they only come in the little pints. That's all they come in is those little bitty pints, yep. right? So yep, and they're three. They're almost three dollars. Yeah, if I'm going to buy ice cream, I'm on the cheap side though. Yeah, for pints, for yeah. pints it is. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, but yeah, if I was if I was going to buy like a pint, I'd probably go for something more higher end. But yeah, for what they are, I guess they're fine. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like when I do let myself buy a pint of ice cream at the store, I usually get Grainers or Hagen Dazs. Yeah, yeah. But that's just me. But this was good. I'm glad we tried it. Thank you again, Abby. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been trying to get my hands on these since they come out in September, and every place that I've been has not had them. And Abby's dad actually found one of these in London and the other one in Corbin, and bought them and brought them up here. So I really appreciate yeah, him. That's awesome. Him. Thanks, Abby. Doing dad. that, coming in clutch, mm-hmm. and trying to make sure that we had some. Because I have literally been putting forth the effort trying to find these for us to be able to try them. Because <laughs> it was something different and, and new that I would like, that I thought would be good for this segment. But yeah, that's awesome. But uh, yeah, I really appreciate them. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad we tried it. So good stuff. Good stuff there. Um, yeah, I think we came out neutral. Yeah, kind of canceled I mean, them out there. Summertime. Well, we didn't so really like. Gotta, gotta, have, gotta have ice cream. Ice cream we did like. In so. the summer. So. Yeah. Yeah, the ice cream was definitely better than the L8. Sorry, L8. Yeah, sorry. I still love you. I still Carrie don't. Carrie still doesn't, but I do. So. Sarah will buy your tall boy cans. Yes, of Diet L8. There you go. Diet L8 and bourbon is where it's at. I Thank actually you. have heard that. I, and I haven't tried Diet L8 because I'm not a huge diet drink person, right? But again, I would try it. I mean, uh, even KS, regular L8. Well, at KS Bar, they have the L8 uh, bourbon slushy machine. Yeah. And I actually did try that when we went to Maker's Mark, and it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they make it, like, yeah. fresh there at Maker's Mark, too, in the little cafe. Yeah. Man, that was a good little cafe, wasn't it? It was. I, I really enjoyed it. some dope sandwiches and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, we should go back there sometime. Yeah, I think I think I had a chicken salad sandwich, and that was really good. Yeah. I yeah. had some, I had had some sort of pork. sandwich. I think you had a pulled pork. That sounds familiar. Yeah. It was hot, whatever kind of yeah. sandwich it was. It was good, though. Yeah. I digress. So, for another time or maybe we already talked about it who knows that was four or five years ago I mean, it, was, it was a while ago <laughs> but we, that tells you how long it's been since we've been to maker's mark we probably need to make another trip back i am an ambassador for life so i can go anytime it's free so mm-hmm. just flash my card i don't know where my card is but i don't know where my card is either i'll just be like i swear i'm an ambassador for life trust me I've got it on my wall at my house i'll just take a picture frame <laughs> here it is <laughs> this is count but yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, that was good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. So let's move on to our new segment. Um, I don't really have a sound effect for it. Not yet. Because it's new. Yeah. We'll but, figure um, one out. But we've landed on calling it your hinky history lesson. 
Oh, I like I the I, I like the trumpet. It's kind of <laughs> the it's fanfare. regal. Yeah, the fanfare. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I dig it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so basically, I think what we're what we want to do with this kind of new segment uh, for a little while anyway. We'll see. We'll see how long how long yes. we want to we want to go. And with before it. you go any further, yes, just say. The podcast question we felt like needed a little vacation. Like I needed a little vacation. So we sent it off to the beach to have a nice little time. And hopefully it's not raining all summer at the beach while it's there. So we'll give it a little time off from its duties and we'll try this for the summer. Yeah. So maybe it'll come back. What we're going to do with this is we are going to... Uh, we're going to share this segment. So it's not just going to be me. Um, I'm going to do the inaugural one here, but we're all going to kind of take turns and we're just going to talk to you about one subject, one, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Category. Yeah. It could could be a historical fact about like Polk salad. Could be a historical fact about a restaurant. Could be a historical fact about a specific, a a beverage or somebody who created a food or something. There's, there's a bunch of different ways that we can go with this, but it's going to be all based around a history lesson on a food type product. Mm -hmm. And who better to start than Carrie as our local historian. That's right. So yeah. And she is a historian by trade. So yes. And uh, just she real, knows. also, uh, you know, much like with the podcast question where we got people to participate, feel free to uh, suggest things that you would like to hear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like any kind, any subjects that you would like. Please, yeah, what you're interested yeah, in. Yeah, please Let make them food related. You know, I, I don't want to talk about, you know, the Russian Revolution or something like that. I mean, you do want to talk about the well, Russian Revolution. Well, we could talk about the food related to the Russian Revolution, <laughs> but we'd actually kind of like to keep it um, more in the... I guess the North American side, maybe. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Know. It could go. That's, maybe this side of the uh, international timeline. Yeah, or, or you know, maybe maybe kind of more focused on Kentucky. Yeah, because um, yeah. there's a ton of ways. You this know, side of the Mason Dixon line. Ton, ton of stuff we could talk about with Kentucky. We don't want to go too far out out there yeah um but you never know because that's i mean there could be some out there things yeah. that are tied back to kentucky too i don't know that we don't know about yeah so let us know if you got exactly we do have a lot of kentucky food history that we could oh for sure into, absolutely so. for sure yes yeah, so of course i thought what would thought fault i thought what would be the most appropriate historical thing to talk about to start off this new segment right it's kentucky fried chicken I mean, of course. It's Kentucky's quintessential food. You think you know Kentucky Fried Chicken, but do you really know Kentucky Fried Chicken? I just know that the first Kentucky Fried Chicken was 10 miles from my childhood home in London. And they just done a big renovation, so if you're down that way, go check out the new renovation. Yeah. And it's in Laurel County, just enough for it to count. I think the county line to Whitley County is 10 feet to the right. right. But you know what? It's still in Laurel County, and that's why we have the World Chicken Festival. Thank you. And there you go. I'm going to claim it. 
All right. So this was this all this information has been derived derived from the uh, history of KFC Wikipedia article. There's a huge article, and I have just summarized kind of the basic historical stuff here. There's a whole ton of stuff about you know the company being bought and sold and all that kind of stuff. We don't get into too much of that here because we want to keep the segment manageable, right? Yeah, for sure. So Harlan Sanders was born in eight. 1890 and raised on a farm outside of Henryville, Indiana, which I did not know. After leaving the family home at age 13, Sanders pursued several professions, including railroad worker and insurance salesman with mixed success. In 1930, he took over a shell filling station on U.S. Route 25 just outside North Corbin, a small city on the edge of the Appalachian Mountains. By June, he had converted a storeroom into a small eating area using his own dining table, serving meals such as steaks and country ham to travelers. In 1934, Sanders took over the lease of the Pure Oil Filling Station on the other side of the road due to its greater visibility for motorists. He then began to sell fried chicken. To improve his skills, Sanders took an eight-week restaurant management course at the Cornell University School of Hotel Administration. Did not know that. By 1936, his business had proved successful enough for him to be given the honorary title of Kentucky Colonel by Governor Ruby Lafoon. Well, that's a governor I've never heard of. <laughs> right. No. In 1937, Sanders expanded his restaurant to 140 seats and in 1940 purchased a motel across the street, the Sanders Court and Cafe. Sanders was dissatisfied with the 35 minutes it took to prepare his chicken in an iron frying pan, but he did not want to deep fry it. Although a much faster process, in Sanders' opinion, it produced dry and crusty chicken that was unevenly cooked. On the other hand, if he prepared the chicken in advance of an order, there was sometimes waste at the end of the day. In 19 39, the first com- commercial pressure cookers were released onto the market, predominantly designed for steaming vegetables. Sanders bought one and modified it into a pressure fryer, which he then used to prepare, to prepare chicken. In July 1940, Sanders finalized what came to be known as his original recipe of 11 herbs and spices. Although he never publicly revealed the recipe, he admitted to the use of salt and pepper and claimed that the ingredients stand on everybody's shelf. After being recommissioned as a Kentucky Colonel, I did not know you could do that. I need to get recommissioned. Uh, in 19- I didn't know you had been one. I, I am. Both of my parents are Kentucky yeah. Colonels as well. The CFO is a Colonel. I'm a Colonel. Why am I not a Colonel? The Candy King of the Midwest is a Colonel. Yeah, anybody can be one. I, I know, don't understand right? why I'm not one. So, I'm not either. So, he... Um, so, yeah, he got recommissioned in 1950 by Go- Governor Lawrence Weatherby. Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> Sanders began to dress the part, growing a goatee and wearing a black frock coat, later switching to a white suit, a string tie, and referring to himself as Colonel. Sanders identified the potential of f- restaurant franchising, and the first Kentucky Fried Chicken franchise opened in Salt Lake City, Utah in 1952. Oh, I didn't know that. Rodney L. Anderson, a painter from Roy, Utah, coined the name Kentucky Fried Chicken. Sanders adopted the name because it distinguished his product from the deep-fried southern fried chicken product found in other restaurants. By 1956, Sanders had six or eight franchisees, including Dave Thomas, who eventually founded the Wendy's restaurant chain. Thomas developed the rotating red bucket sign, was an early advocate of the takeout concept, and introduced a bookkeeping form that Sanders rolled out across the entire KFC chain. Wow. The company's rapid expansion made it too large for Sanders to manage, so in 1964, he sold the company to a group of investors led by John Y. Brown Jr. and Jack C. Massey. K. 
KFC was one of the first fast food chains to expand internationally, opening outlets in Britain, Mexico, and Jamaica by the mid-1960s. In 1987, KFC became the first Western restaurant chain to open in China. By December 2013, there were 18,875 KFC outlets in 118 countries and territories around the world. KFC is the second largest restaurant chain in the world by sales after McDonald's. Well, I did not know a lot of that, right? including that he didn't come up with Kentucky Fried Chicken and that Dave Thomas invented the Who rotating red that? bucket. Right? Him and Dave Thomas even had anything to do with each other. Yeah, that's crazy. And of course, eventually they were sold to Yum Brands, and and, and then there's a whole yeah. there's a whole you know background about that that I didn't want to get into because to tell you the truth, the Wikipedia article is really long. I'm sure. So I kind of summarized some of the the basic interesting yeah interesting beginnings sure. of KFC. Um, yeah, but I didn't know a lot. I didn't know some of that no, stuff. I didn't either. for sure. Excuse me, I didn't, and maybe I did know that it was made in a pressure cooker. But is I it knew still? that. Yeah, I knew. I I knew that he had invented a special a special pressure cooker frying method. Um, but I did not know about the franchise thing in Utah. Yeah, I didn't either. Hmm. Interesting that he didn't come up with the name either. Uh, what did it did it say what he called it before did he call it anything before? i honestly if it did i i didn't didn't see it um but yeah basically this dude who was a sign painter from utah came up with the name kentucky fried chicken well, and of course then we all know that they've shortened it since KFC. the kfc KFC's, yeah yes. and then of course kfc is legitimately huge in japan yes yeah. that's uh um uh, all japanese people who I think it's Christian Japanese people will, that celebrate Christmas will eat it on Christmas. Oh, yeah. It's huge on Christmas. Yeah. yeah. It's like giant, huge. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, now they have all kinds of different international offerings that you can't get here and mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff. Um, but I've heard their chicken sandwich is really good. I, know, I would like to try it. Um, I've had it two or three times. It is really good. It's up there like the new fried chicken sandwich for the fried chicken wars. It's up there with Popeye's, in my opinion. So okay. it's got that same like really like loud crunch, like big crunch to it that Popeyes has, and um, and it comes with all the standard fare of the fried chicken sandwich. But it's really good, like surprisingly good. And also, I shouldn't say surprisingly good. It's just good because KFC is good, and I know there's a lot of KFC haters out there. But for fast food chicken, honestly, can't beat it. So. Yeah, come at me. I also would be interested, and I don't know because this wasn't in the article, and I don't know if it's public information since I'm. I don't know if KFC was a publicly owned corporation at the time that Sanders sold it. But it'd be interesting to find out how much he sold it to the investment group for in 1964. Like, how much did they pay? Yeah. Well, I mean, and John Y. Brown Jr. is like a big Kentucky name too, right? Yeah. I mean, he was a governor at one point, so yeah. Well, at least he sold it to Kentucky people. I don't know. And is the first franchise still open in Salt Lake City? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question, too. Is it, do you think they have some sort of a festival to celebrate the first franchise? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, people have festivals for any other reason. I mean, that's they have poke salad festival they in do, Ireland. right? Yeah. They have all kinds of... They have a beer cheese festival. They have... Yeah. Maybe other states don't have... 
random festivals like we do. I like to think they do. I'm slightly disappointed but. to find out though, and I really honestly did not know he was from Indiana. And I was slightly dis when I when I read it, I was like, Oh man, really? Yeah, I did yeah. know that he was from Indiana and that he was called Colonel Sanders because he was a Kentucky colonel. Yeah. But I feel like it's really like do they do that program anymore though? Oh yeah. Absolutely. I, Someone had taken it away, but I couldn't remember if they brought it back or not. I think they stopped it for a minute, but then they brought it back because, so, John's dad was a colonel, mm-hmm. and so to be a colonel, you have to be nominated by a colonel, and mm-hmm. the process is really super easy. You just have to fill out a form, because when I worked at the place that shall not be named, the lady who was my director was a colonel, and I got her to make John a colonel, and then John made me a colonel, and and then we, in turn, made the Candy King of the Midwest a colonel. So, <laughs> Yeah, my parents were both colonels, and I think my mom, one of them, I don't remember which one, but one of them became a colonel as part of their retirement. So, Did they, they work were, for the state? Yes, Okay. both of them work for the state. So, yeah. yeah, I think maybe that's, maybe they give it to you when you retire. I don't hey, know. Speaking of your mom... Happy birthday to Mama Cameron. Yes, she had a birthday this week. So, yes. She did. Happy birthday, Mom. We shan't say her age. No. Out of no. respect for, yes. <laughs> for her 20, and her vanity. 28. She, well, 29. But, you know, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yes, she's yeah. a 29 years young as of Monday. So, yes, happy birthday to right. her. There you go. I'll tell you another thing I didn't know is I had no idea that the colonel went to Cornell and took a damn, a damn course at the, and he didn't even have a uh, a high school diploma, I guess, because he left it home at I mean, age 13. Back then, you could, in the 30s, yeah, I guess you could right? just take classes whenever yeah, you wanted. Pretty, That's how it should be. Pretty impressive. Yeah. That he actually wanted to improve his skills and took an eight, eight-week restaurant. And who knew that, that Cornell at the time was offering an eight-week restaurant management course? And apparently they did a good job because after that it took off. Yeah. 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 So, must have learned something there, yeah. Cornell. That's so, yeah. So, there's cool. there's your hinky history lesson for this episode. Yes. Thank you, Carrie, for that. That was a good one. Yes. I enjoyed it. I'm, be, I'm excited to see what y'all come up with next. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll see. All right. Well, that's all for our segments for today. That was a good introduction to our new segment. Um, before we get out of here, we'll go around and talk about what else we're drinking besides uh, cough syrup. Um, I've got a Sprite. That's not normal Sprite. It's the tropical mix. It's lemon, lime, and tropical flavored soda with other natural flavors. Kind of tastes like Skittles, which I feel like is what all of the flavored Sprites taste like. <laughs> but uh, that's okay. I like Skittles, but it tastes like the tropical Skittles. It's like Skittle Brow. <laughs> Can get, Apu, give me a six-pack of Skittle Brow. Do you remember that? No. And I can't remember I the episode is on, but Homer walks in. He's like, this, 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 and a six-pack of Skittle Brow. And Apu's like, I'm sorry, but I think you just made that up in your mind. And he's like, well, give me a six-pack of Duff and some Skittles. <laughs> I just watched the one the other day where Lisa, the one where Lisa decides she's going to be uh, not eat meat anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, Apu shows her his rooftop garden, yeah. but it's just like behind a freezer case that says like non-alcoholic beer and he just opens it up and it's like a frozen set of stairs up to the roof. And then Paul and Linda McCartney just appear out of nowhere. It's really random and she's like, what do you do if someone actually wants non-alcoholic beer? And he just goes, eh, it's never come up. He does say it's never come up. <laughs> 
yeah, it's hilarious. I had to look up what that Skittle Brow one because I yeah, know, I don't yeah, yeah. I think you just made that up in your mind. Well, there's their Simpson reference for the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, so you know, John keeps bringing me these, and I know by the name they're going to taste awful, right? There's there's going to be another drain pour, and I made him drink Grandma's purse in that <laughs> after that last episode. Oh yeah, that yeah. one was gross. the mojito thing. And, uh, yeah, Strawberry Punch Snow Cone Fizzy Water from Clear American is not good. It's artif- it's artificial beyond belief. Shocking. Yeah, right? Can you believe it? I can't. Um, it's not good. It's just not. And it was cold, and it was still not good. Well, then that's how you know it's not good. I would rather have Blackberry L8 over Strawberry wow, Snow that Cone says a Punch. Lot. It yeah, say a it's lot. just artificial strawberry grossness. Well, that's unfortunate. What you got in your big old jug over there, Renee? Uh, it is water with black cherry mio. Oh, how's the black cherry flavor on that? I love it. Okay, it is. It is by far my favorite mio flavor. I buy tons of it when I go to the store. Yeah, um, me too. I like is, the lemonade one personally. I have tried several. Uh, someone had recommended to me the green apple, which I I bought, but mm. I need to try try it Uh, Uh, but i tried blueberry lemonade and it's actually pretty good so does the lemonade meal like make it taste like yeah straight up straight Uh up lemonade yeah yeah like like the country time lemonade oh wow yeah Yeah, but it's got like zero sugar and all that stuff i love that one i'm drinking it currently at my house so yeah how many drops do you usually use uh it's just a big (laughs) give it a big old squeeze (laughs) squeeze It depends on which flavor you use, and honestly, yeah. don't you think like some yeah. flavors you have to squeeze more in there? But the lemonade ones are very concentrated. Yeah, so. yeah. I didn't. I, just, I had know. to use probably about half the amount in my gallon jug for the blueberry lemonade than I do have the the black cherry. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I've I've never I've never used it. Yeah. Um, well, there's no way I don't think I could get down a gallon jug of water without it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just same. to be fair. <laughs> same. Yeah, I feel you there. Well, alrighty. Good show, everyone. Nice to have everyone yeah. back at the table in the fort. So, um, if you want to hear this episode and all of our other episodes, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at HungryKY. You can email us, HungryKY at gmail.com. And you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, including iHeartRadio and Podchaser. Mm. Where do we find our blog at, Renee? Our blog is Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. We are on Facebook and Instagram as Bluegrass Bourbon and Eats. And on Twitter as BB and Eats. And our website is bbandeats.com. And where do we find you at, Carrie? Well, you can find me and Sarah for the summer, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah. On the Twitter at GRLS Beer Sports. Uh, we're on iHeart. We're on Google Play. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are everywhere. Good podcasts are free. Alrighty. Well, thanks again for listening to Hungry in Kentucky. And as always, stay hungry, Kentucky.